Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. My name is Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. As we all know, every day millions take to the internet to find love, lust, a little something in between. While some of these hangouts result in exciting new relationships, some become devastating dates with death. We're about to share with you and experience alongside of you the story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. It's time for I Met My Murderer Online. Love. There's a physical reaction in the body when one is in love. The brain releases chemicals like dopamine, making a person giddy and euphoric. People in love often act irrationally. Emotion trumps reason. You're in love, Courtney. What's it like? I am in love. And emotion does trump reason. I would give it all up. If somebody was like, you could live in a mansion in the middle of nowhere just with your boyfriend, but you don't get to see anybody else again except once a year, I'd be like, sold. (laughs) Give me that home now. Like, thank you. I stay in my life. All right, so we'll all we'll all go. Yeah, and, I love you, you guys and so Peter much. Peter can but just stay. Yeah, okay, exactly. great. Okay, love it. Okay. Well, there's another emotion often confused for love: jealousy. Add the two emotions together, and it can be a dangerous combo. Mix in uncontrolled rage and the chemical toxins swirling inside that person's brain, and it can become deadly. And if you're the unlucky soul who met that person on the internet then it's likely you just met your murderer online. Jepsi Kalungi wanted a better life than what she had in the Philippines. After college, she dreamt of meeting a man in the United States and falling in love. She was a recent grad and spoke English well. Getting a visa to travel to the U.S. wasn't the problem. Staying in the country was the hard part. Jepsi found a man online and they developed a connection. He lived in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Dane Oliver Kalungi, a former Marine. The two fell in love and Jepsi flew to the United States in 2017 at a short time later, Jepsi and Dane got married. (laughs) Jepsi's life was taking off, but the marriage could be bumpy at times. Truth was, Dane and Jepsi hadn't known each other long. They met online in different countries. Trust was hard to come by. Dane even began to wonder if Jepsy was using him to gain entrance into the United States. What did he really know about her? 
What did she know about him? Was Jepsy using Dane for citizenship? She was new to the country, but she wasn't necessarily alone. She had many friends she communicated with almost every day. Jepsy wanted to live out the great American dream, but when it became a reality, perhaps she wanted more. Predictably, Dane and Jepsy's marriage didn't last long. They'd only been married for a year and a half when they decided to separate. Yeah, obviously we're just speculating here, but I believe Jepsy wanted to stay in the U.S. so badly and knew that marriage was her best shot, so she was just really quick to fall in love with the first person she believed could give her Mm. that dream. Like, I don't believe she was necessarily using Mm -hmm. Dane for citizenship, but I do believe she was very ready to fall in love with an American. And I know, like, I want to live in England. If a British man had any interest in me and was telling me he loved me, I'd be like, oh, this is fate. He's the one. And like, because I'm so ready for that mentally, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it turns out Dane had been married before. In fact, he had a son with his ex-wife and saw him often. Dane even confided in his ex-wife a woman by the name of Elaine Kalungi. His problems with Jepsy were often the topic of conversation. Dane would even stay at his ex-wife's house when things got really bad with Jepsy. When Jepsy found out where Dane was, she became even more upset. So the two decided to separate, but they were going to try and work it out in the meantime. For a few months at the beginning of 2019, Dane and Jepsy lived mostly apart. Then one day at the beginning of April, Colorado Springs police received a call asking for a wellness check on Jepsy Kalungi. The interesting thing here is, Dane was not the one who called for the wellness check. It was a friend who called. Jepsy hadn't been heard from in weeks. Jepsy Kalungi was last seen on March 20th, 2019. The wellness check took place on April 4th. It took over two weeks for someone to report Jepsy missing. Jepsy kept in contact with family and friends. She was also an avid poster on social media. Yet she hadn't spoken to anyone nor posted anything since March 20th. Detectives called Dane Kalungi the day after Jepsy was reported missing. But Dane was no longer in Colorado. Authorities were surprised to find out he was in California visiting his father and had been there for a while. Dane said he had no idea where Jepsy was. The last time he saw her was on March 20th, the very same day she went missing. Dane said the couple fought over text messages on Jepsy's phone that were with another man. But he told authorities he thought she was either visiting a friend in Chicago or staying at the house of a woman she had recently met. Jepsy Kalungi vanished into thin air after a fight with her husband. Would phone records help locate her? And who was this mysterious man she'd been texting? That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
Jepsi Kalungi, the 28-year-old immigrant from the Philippines, went missing without a trace. It took weeks for anyone to report her to the authorities. Police started looking for clues with her husband, but on their radar is the mystery man Jepsi had been texting. The last time Jepsi had been seen was on March 20th, and officers went to her apartment on April 4th, so the police wanted to know what happened during those two weeks. Multiple people started calling the Colorado Springs Police Department asking about Jepsi, including her mother in Hong Kong. It was during these phone calls from concerned friends that police first heard about the problems in Jepsi and Dane's marriage, specifically the relationship Dane had with his ex-wife. Jepsi had grown concerned about Dane's relationship with his ex-wife, and police found an email alleging potential inappropriate behavior. Authorities wanted to know just what the email was about. The first contact with Dane is in a phone call. He is no longer in Colorado. He said he'd gone to Southern California to visit his father. And when police ask if he knows where Jepsi is, he says he wasn't sure. I told you, I don't know where she is. Yes, yes, I told you. Look, hey man, I don't know where she is. How many times do I gotta tell you? For the last time, I said I do not know where she is. All right? I'm in San Diego right now, okay? Sorry, sorry, what do you want me to do? Dane said the last time he saw Jepsi was on March 20th. They'd been arguing over explicit text messages from a man named Travis. Police didn't know Travis's identity, but from what Dane suggested, the two had been having an affair. Good night, Travis. It seems two things are apparent from that interview with Dane. Number one, he was upfront about the last time he saw Jepsi. And number two, he was unconcerned that she had gone missing. Authorities tracked down the female friend Jepsi met in town on March 8th. She had not seen Jepsi in weeks, and the last text message between the two of them was dated March 17th. Phone records indicate Jepsi's phone made one call on the night of March 20th. That call was to 911. 911, what's your emergency? The call was disconnected before police could track it. Please dig into Dane's life. They find it strange that he left for California so soon after Jepsi went missing. The trip wasn't planned in advance, and Dane claimed he was visiting his father for relationship advice, and that he would be returning to Colorado in under a week. The detective asked Dane to come in for an interview when he got back to town. When they say that they couldn't track the call, I assume that they mean they couldn't track the location. Mm -hmm. But after 10 seconds... 911 can send a signal to your phone and request your GPS coordinates. Okay. And with most cellular carriers, they can determine your location to within about 50 feet. So when you dial 911, obviously try your best to stay on the line and don't hang up. For at least 10 seconds. That's good to know. Yeah. When Dane returned, he never showed up for that interview. He also terminated Jepsi's apartment lease less than a month after she went missing. Police knew Dane was back in town. They traced his phone records. He flew back to Colorado on April 6th, the day after the police first interviewed him. Those same phone records show him driving back to California one day later. Whether Dane actually had anything to do with Jepsi's disappearance was anyone's guess at this point. It's so concerning to me how unabashedly suspicious he's being. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say he has nothing to do with her disappearance. Even if I went on a trip to see my family and my husband went missing, I would definitely have at least the thought 
of, oh, I should probably get back as soon as possible so I'm not considered a suspect. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're there for relationship advice, you should probably get back to make sure and ideally try Mm -hmm. to help make sure that you still have a wife in the first Mm -hmm. place. Police interviewed his coworkers who believed Dane was acting unusually agitated. Dane's boss was confused and told authorities Jepsy seemed to be doing everything in her power to stay in the United States. Another co-worker told authorities Dane had claimed to have taken Gypsy to his gym around March 23rd, even going as far as to say Gypsy had done a leg workout and had sore muscles that day. But it was a lie. Dane did go to the gym, but the fitness center's records indicate he went alone. Another week went by, and police were no closer to knowing Jepsy's whereabouts. Her phone was last turned on March 25th, but only for a short time. Then, Dane's ex-wife, Elaine Kalungi, walked into the Colorado Springs Police Department and agreed to be interviewed. She told police she was in constant contact with Dane and that Dane had every intention of being interviewed when he returned to Colorado. When he saw his apartment had been searched, he got spooked and went straight back to his father's house, taking with him all of the firearms he owned. He's going to stay in California indefinitely. Elaine also said she believes Jepsy was using Dane to get citizenship. Authorities still didn't have a body or any evidence that a crime even took place. The trail was growing cold. That is, until a man walked into the police station to report suspicious behavior by another man named Travis. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Almost a month to the day had passed since anyone had seen or heard from Jepsy Kalungi. Jepsy's marriage to Dane had almost run its course. They were separated and had filed for divorce. There were some indications that they were going to try and work it out, but then Dane found text messages from another man. Could the man she last texted shed any light into Jepsy's mysterious disappearance? Initially, police couldn't fully identify the person behind the text messages. But that all changed when a man walked into the Colorado Springs Police Department with a startling revelation. He identified himself as Daniel Fernandez, an army sergeant stationed at nearby Fort Carson. At first, the sergeant admitted to having an ongoing sexual relationship with Jepsy dating all the way back to 2017, which also happened to be the same year she moved to the U.S. and married Dane. I I guess that debunks my point that maybe she was really in it for love. Sergeant Fernandez had last seen Jepsy on March 15th and had dropped her off at her apartment after their rendezvous. But admitting to the relationship wasn't the reason he was in the police station that day. Instead, he wanted to talk about another man he believed knew Jepsy, a man who had been acting suspiciously, an army soldier named Travis Dufour. According to Sergeant Fernandez, 
Travis had been liking several pictures recently on Jepsy's Facebook page. Fernandez contacted a female friend of his who said that Travis was bad news, even going as far as to threaten her in the past. Sergeant Fernandez didn't know the nature of those threats, but authorities now had Travis's last name and location. Detectives tracked Travis down and he voluntarily came in to be interviewed. Okay, well, the last text message we have is between you and she. You're the last person, as far as we know, you're the last person to see her alive. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's not me. Look, all we're trying to do is just eliminate you as a suspect. So just help us out. All we're trying to do is find her. Right now, it's just a missing persons. We just want to make sure she's safe and she's okay. And I think you're the key to that. And you can help us out. Obviously, you cared for her, right? You guys were involved for a while. I'm giving you everything I can, man. I saw her, but I, it wasn't me. I, I don't know what to say. Well, when's the last time you saw her? It was March 20th. You know, she came to the barracks. We hooked up, we slept together, but you know, that was it. He told authorities he did in fact see Jepsy on the night of her disappearance. Records indicate Jepsy was checked into Travis's barracks at Fort Carson around 5.30 in the evening. She was checked out just after 9 p.m. Travis told authorities he did not accompany Jepsy inside her apartment. Police find Facebook messages between Jepsy and Dane. Jepsy tells Dane she is going to her friend Gina's house, but she was really with Travis. Dane must have found out because he admitted to fighting with Jepsy about her relationship with Travis on the night of her disappearance. Police have two suspects who saw Jepsy within hours of her disappearance. They also have a location of her phone. They obtained a search warrant to check Dane's phone and they compared the results. And what they found only deepened the mystery. On March 20th, 2019, at 10.30 p.m., Jepsy's phone called 911 and quickly hung up. However, over the next few days, Jepsy's phone would have several other pings to cell towers in the area. On March 21st, 2019, there were connections from Jepsy's phone to a tower in the area of Cripple Creek. But during this period, no family or friends of Jepsy had been in contact with her. There had been no reported contact with Jepsy since March 20th, 2019. But on that day, Dane's phone connected with the cell tower 37 minutes away in Woodland Park. On March 22nd, 2019 at 1.30, records show Jepsy's phone connected to the cell tower near 1930 East LaSalle Street. Jepsy's phone pinged the same tower again at 5.11 the next day. On March 25th, 2019, four days after Jepsy was last seen, her phone made IP connections to a cell tower in the area of North Academy Boulevard and North Union Boulevard in Colorado Springs. It appeared that Jepsy's phone powered on briefly and downloaded four incoming messages. The content and origin of those messages are unknown. Then, police discovered that approximately 20 minutes later, Dane's phone connected to a cell tower in the same area. Police arranged for another interview. This time, the detective traveled to San Diego to conduct the interview in person. Look, I know I've already talked to you a few times, but I finally got the cell phone records back, and I just want to show you something here, right? We have this cell phone map, okay? And uh, her phone pinged here. And then 20 minutes later, your phone pinged from the Look, same I tower. 
I told you everything I know already, okay? I, I don't I don't know why it pinged. I, I told you the story. You took notes. What what else do you want me to We're say? We're just trying to figure out what happened, okay? I... Dane repeated the same story to the detective he had told him when he was first interviewed. When he was shown the location of his and Jepsy's cell phone together, days after her disappearance, he suddenly invoked the Fifth Amendment. The detective returned to Colorado. The former Marine was hiding something. Dane had been in the Marines for four years. His nickname? Teddy Bear. But the detective on the case sensed that the teddy bear wasn't as soft as his nickname implied. Dane's ex-wife, Elaine, was called again for another interview. This time, the police wanted to know more about their marriage. Specifically, if Dane was ever violent. That's all you have to say? Why That's you, all I have to say! Why are you saying that? Say what? Because I control I control you. Elaine admitted that Dane had strangled her five to seven times during their marriage, sometimes to the point where she would pass out for 30 seconds to a minute. This is, I feel like, more common than people discuss as a victim of abuse. Mm -hmm. The fact that they got a divorce, but throughout this whole story, we see how dedicated Elaine has been to trying to prove Dane's innocence and believing that Jepsy was just using Dane. It's like... She took that first step of getting out, but not really. Yeah, she didn't report him. She was saying that they were in contact every single day. Yeah. There was no emotional separation to that codependency. The detective interviewed Elaine's twin sister, who witnessed the strangling back in 2007. But even with Elaine's admission, police didn't have enough evidence to charge Dane with anything. So for a long while, things went cold. Two Years passed without any new updates on the case. Jepsy's friends held candlelit vigils. Her mother pleaded to the press for someone to come forward with any information about Jepsy's whereabouts. As the years passed, Jepsy's friends and family feared the worst. Even if she was dead, they just wanted her body back to give her a proper funeral and final resting place. But their pleas went unanswered. Then, almost two full years to the day, detectives got a call from someone who claimed to know what happened to Jepsy Kalungi. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Jepsy Kalungi no longer texted her friends. Her mother sat half a world away, always wondering what happened to her precious daughter. It had been years since anyone had seen or heard from Jepsy. Then, seemingly out of the blue, the main detective on the case received a fateful phone call. It was March 29th, 2021. Just over two years since Jepsy disappeared. When Elaine Kalangi called the detective in charge of the case with some startling information. Elaine told the detectives she had agreed to meet her ex-husband, Dane, at a restaurant. When the two casually ate and caught up, Dane told Elaine 
that he was the one who killed Jepsy. He didn't mean to, but it got out of hand. So after he strangled her, he didn't want to see her suffer. Her eyes seemed dead. And he got all scared. And he grabbed her neck. And he, he described how he just like squeezed real tight. And she stopped breathing. With her consent, Elaine agreed to wear a wire to record hers and Dane's next conversation. Detectives were also present. I was just trying to literally stop the words from coming out of her mouth for a second. Then I realized I did it longer than a second. I mean, it looked like I did some damage and I freaked out. Whoa. What happened? It looks like she was already suffering. Yeah. Yeah, it's the part I still think about. Why? It's the it's the look in her eyes. You know? Yeah. I mean you But I, what did you do? Like you she she was already dead. It was just a matter of time. And I'm like, well, I can't watch her suffer anymore, but I didn't want to keep doing that and I realized it was all pretty bizarre because she was already on the floor. Oh my gosh. You you killed her. You know, I I can't believe I did it. And I'm like, there's no way I did it, you know? She's dead. In the recording, Dane described a fight he had with Jepsy on the night of March 20th, 2019. Jepsy had just returned home from seeing a soldier with whom she had been having an affair. Dane and Jepsy had been separated for months at this time. During the argument, Dane flew into a fit of rage and ended up choking Jepsy. He stopped short of killing her, and Jepsy was able to make her brief 911 call. But it was too late. Also in the recording, Dane went into detail about how he wrapped Jepsy's body up in a tarp and threw her in the back of his car. The next morning, he picked up his son and took him to school with Jepsy's body still in the trunk. Then he went to work. After work, the day after he strangled Jepsy to death, he drove around a secluded part of Colorado called Florissant and buried the body. It turned out his nickname, Teddy Bear, had nothing to do with his gentle nature. It was given to him because he was as large as a bear and apparently just as ferocious. Police searched the area where Dane said he buried Jepsy, but they have yet to find a body. But they had enough evidence to arrest him. As it stands now, he is sitting in jail awaiting his trial for murder in the first degree. Jepsy Kalungi's dream to live in the United States ended up as a nightmare. The lifestyle she envisioned when she met Dane online turned out to be nothing like its reality. Jepsy's smiling face would never again delight her friends on Facebook. And her fateful internet-arranged marriage became the conduit for how she met her murderer online. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. We'd love to hear from you guys. Leave us a comment and a rating, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Be safe. See you next time. 
Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.